Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Take the Reins. I'm your host Nikki Porter and before we dive into today's content, I want to say thank you for your understanding and support for the lack of last week's episode. When I went to record, I discovered that my mic had been moved. When I placed it back where I needed it, the cord fell out onto the floor. This is not supposed to happen. I was disappointed to see the cord was indeed broken. It was a late night recording situation and I could feel the energy drain from me right there and then. I had very good intentions to get the episode out last week and between snowstorms, training horses, homeschooling, and work, I was out of steam and I simply could not pull it off. I am sorry for the inconsistency and I hope you understand and that you enjoy the episode this week. Today I'm going to carry on and expand on the conversation from the last episode where I was discussing the importance of deciphering the difference between personality traits and labels we have placed on us, place on ourselves, or our horses. If you've not had an opportunity to listen to the last episode, this is a great time to pause and go back one episode to catch up on that discussion. It will give you context, but it will also offer you a great exercise that can help you improve your understanding for both yourself and even your horse. For those of you who did hear the last episode, you will remember a story I shared with you about a gelding who we bought with many labels and quickly became one of the nicest horses in the barn and showed us the behaviors that he was presenting were actually symptoms of changes that needed to take place in his care. His behaviors were not connected to his personality at all. They were connected with a living situation that did not align with his mental, emotional, and physical needs. Today, I want to share a story about a little mare that I have grown to love that is challenging my thinking on this subject even further and who is allowing me to reflect even more deeply on my own behaviors to decipher who I am and who I present myself to be when I'm trying to protect myself, whether that be conscious or unconscious. This little mare came to me after a long trip from the U.S. When she first arrived, it was easy to label her hot to trot. On the ground, she had a hard time on circles and would take off into the lope with very little mind or balance. 
In tack, she had no patience, had very little steering, and even less mind than she did when I was on the ground. As I continued to work with her on the ground, she began to relax with me. She became balanced and began getting really good at thinking through pressure. She found answers quickly and her hot-to-trot personality started to shift. She began coming out for her groundwork quiet and relaxed. Even tacking up changed from needing to move, looking over her shoulder to the gate, and letting me know she was worried, to standing soft and quiet for the whole process. I wish I could tell you that all of the leaps and bounds that we have made on the ground all seamlessly translated to tack, but they didn't. She is truly one of the most sensitive horses I've worked with. Now that we've come to know each other quite well, I've noticed that if I even think something in the tack, she begins to change. In tack, we have come a long way, but accessing that same relaxed, focused, and trusting horse that I have on the ground is proving to be quite a challenge on her back. Now, I am committed to take this as slow as she tells me she needs me to, but I have to admit, It is hard going this slow. There are days I feel like we have taken five steps forward only to have something in the arena change and the next ride take us seven steps back. She never spooks at a thing. She spends her energy protecting herself. She braces, she pushes, she rushes, she stops, she looks to get the hell out of Dodge. She does not do any of these behaviors because she is a hot horse. She does all of them because she is a scared horse. And as I mentioned, she is not a spooker. She is not scared of her environment. She is scared of the rider. This episode isn't actually about what I'm doing to help her through all of this. This episode is how helping her work through all of this has shed some light on how I have acted or sometimes still do act when I am either consciously or unconsciously protecting myself and how my self-protection can appear to others who aren't open or willing to allow trust to build and walls to come down. My hope is that this episode, like the last one, leaves you understanding yourself and your horse on a deeper level or at least to have the willingness to do so. Before I ask you to look at your own actions, I want to share with you two ways that I have learned that I've developed to protect myself that have led others to believe things about my personality that when it's said back to me that this is the way I am, I don't feel like that aligns with who I truly am. So I hope that makes sense before I go any further. I hope that you understand that what I'm saying here is that there are times someone will say that I am a certain way and I get defensive or I feel like they don't know me at all. That's not who I am. And then when I start to dig deeper and we talk about why they feel that way, it's very clear that how I'm behaving actually does not align with who I believe in the in the long run who I truly am as a person. 
And so then I have to really look at why am I presenting those behaviors? Why am I behaving those ways? And what effects are they having on my relationships? So I'm going to just quickly cover two ways that through this self-discovery, I have learned that I protect myself in certain situations with many different people. Uh, This goes from romantic relationships to friendships to business relationships. Okay, the first form of protection I want to discuss is silence. I grew up knowing the silent treatment well. I saw it used, I had it used against me personally, and I developed my own justifications for using it myself on others. When I'm upset, I can literally feel the silent treatment being one of the very first things my mind reaches for. I shut myself up, not to punish the other person, although I have grown to know that it does actually punish the other person, but rather to protect myself. When I'm in the depths of the silent treatment, I don't just shut down my speech. I shut down all communication. I don't make eye contact. I move my body in ways that continually create space between me and the other person, and I only engage when I absolutely need to. As someone who quite literally wrote a book on communication, you can see how these behaviors would share a message with loved ones about who I am that don't actually align with who I feel I am or who I want to be. Speaking when I am upset feels like one of the most vulnerable things that I could ever do. It has been difficult and taken years of work to stop myself from using this protection mechanism and to begin to utilize communication skills that align with who I am and how I want to communicate and how I want to make others feel. Also, a quick note here. It's probably important for me to clarify that there's a very big difference when I'm talking about the silent treatment versus needing time or space to think in order to work through a situation and communicate better in a relationship. And the needing time and space when communicated properly is really healthy and it's something that I've definitely brought into my relationships and I I love the ability to communicate the need for time and space and I it feels very good to me however that is not my initial go-to my initial go-to is to just shut the communication down completely without the understanding from the other person about a need that I have to be able to navigate the situation with more time or more space. So I think that's really important. Okay, the second way that I want to discuss with you is withdraw. So you might see a theme here, but I know that I am protecting myself from something or someone when I begin to feel the need to have more physical space when I'm around them. Now, this one's been a really interesting one to dig into as I became an adult and developed more physical relationships with people. So it's interesting because I still communicate with them and I don't feel upset with them 
but I notice myself creating physical and emotional distance from them. This form of protection has left others feeling like I am cold, unaffectionate, or uninterested. When I feel this happening now, I can see it for what it is, which is just a symptom that something is off, that something in a relationship needs attention, and that a need of mine isn't being met for me to feel seen, heard, and safe. Now, in order to work through these ineffective methods of self-protection over the years, I've worked to develop trust in myself and learned also how to set clear boundaries with others, communicate my needs in relationships, and gotten real honest with both myself and others why I'm feeling the need to protect myself in the first place rather than just denying it and chalking it all up to my personality that they either don't like or that I think they just don't understand me or aren't willing to understand or aren't open or willing to truly know me as a person. I hope that makes sense. So I hope you can see how cool this is that this little mare who I was so willing to call hot to trot and then began to open up to me and trust me and showed the complete opposite of that and showed me how relaxed and trusting and quiet she really could be and that that really wasn't her personality and that all of that hotness, all of that energy that was being put into resistance through her physical movement all had to do with self-protection and how when I looked deeper at that, rather than just labeling it and walking away from it and just saying that horse is just hot and, or that horse, you know, is A, B, C, or D when she's being ridden, how that allowed me to take the time to reflect on areas that, oh gosh, like I've been called something before that I don't feel like aligns with me and when does that happen and why does that happen and how can I change something within myself and then as a result of that understanding, change my communication so that the misunderstanding between what is actually happening versus the easy, let's just call that personality, misrepresentation. Okay, so I hope that that personal example helps you to be able to reflect a little bit because it's time for us to just turn to you for a moment. I want you, if you have the opportunity right now to write in your journal, very similar to how we did this exercise in the last episode, that if you have the time right now to take out your journal, I encourage you to listen to this next, the end here, listen to this part, and then journal it out and really dive deep into this. If you don't have the time, that's perfectly fine. I know a lot of you are doing barn chores or you're driving to work or whatever else. And you just don't have the option to sit down and journal right now. I really encourage you to take the time to go back, even tonight, take 10 minutes to go to your journal and complete this exercise. All right, so I want you to take the time right now just to think about the little mare in hyper self-protection mode that I spoke about 
as well as the examples of my own forms of self-protection that I shared, and journal or think of ways that you protect yourself and how it results in you presenting yourself in a way that actually conflicts with who you feel you truly are. When you are overstimulated or overwhelmed, how do you act? When you are treated unfairly, how do you act? When you are not listened to, how do you act? When you don't feel seen, how do you act? What protection tactics have you developed? And this could be later in life or from when you were a very young child all the way up to now that stops you from feeling too vulnerable and offers you a false sense of safety. Next, I want you to think about how that reflects in how other people see you when they communicate with you and you're in a protective mode and also what that does to those relationships. Next, I'd like you to reflect on your horse. What behaviors do you see that may be less personality and actually more self-protection? What can you do to teach them that they are safe when you see these behaviors present themselves rather than label them as their personality, things they struggle with, or things you feel like they just simply cannot do? Okay, so I think that that offers you a fair amount to do for this week's episode. And next week, we're going to be diving back into Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by Dr. Caroline Leaf and going just a little further into her five-step plan to reduce anxiety, stress, and toxic thinking. All right, guys, I'll talk to you again next time on the Take the Reins podcast. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Thank you.